Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Agent Investor Podcast. I've got a special guest today, Chris Craddock. Chris, how's it going, man? Brother, I'm excited. It's going well. Go nice. well. Nice. Um, so, Chris, um, what what markets are you in? And kind of give us a little bit of background about yourself. I know I've got some notes about your success stories, but can you give us like the the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am in the uh, I'm in the DMV market, DC, Maryland, Virginia, and then we have a, an expansion team down in Richmond as well. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of the story where we are. Um, my story was, uh, you know, I I graduated college in 2000, got married, and I went on staff with an organization called Young Life. I loved Young Life; it was great, it was it was amazing. But I made 20 grand a year, and uh, when my wife got pregnant in 2003, we were not going to be able to live on twenty thousand dollars a year. It just not going to work, not in the DMV area. And yeah. so, uh, <clears throat> so I. Went to the library because it was before Google was kind of the fount of all information and uh, checked out every book they had on real estate investing and started just knocking on doors of distressed properties. And in four months, I made about 12 times what I made in a year. And I was like, dang, this is awesome. Long story short, I ended up uh, buying an investment. I, I, I stopped really investing. I, I just bought the house we live in now, continued to do ministry. We have a lot of kids. So as we had more and more kids, the money started running out and, uh, um, you know, I was just draining from savings in order to, you know, keep doing ministry and doing what I love to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, at that time, um, you know, I, I just ended up having to get back into real estate flipping it. It was after the crash. So, um, all the stuff I was doing ended up becoming like a short sale flip. And, uh, you know, the banks were, were allowing great numbers on great margins at that point in time. And then uh, all of that changed. And at the time, you know, I'd always led large teams when I was doing ministry stuff. And I'd gone back to school and gotten a doctorate in leadership. And so I guess it was December 2014. I had I'd read Gary Keller's MREA book. Yeah. Uh, I opened up my, we opened up our team, really started running December 2014. And then um, doing a lot of investor kind of focused stuff with our team between sphere and investor stuff was, was really our, our big focus. And uh, last year, fifth year doing business, we closed 119 million, 800,000. So just 120, uh, we're on pace to close between 150 and 180 this year, um, 409 transactions last year, close to 600 on and off market this year. That's awesome. So it's very, very rare. I've got four kids. It's, it's rare that someone joins me on the podcast. It's actually beat me there. Typically, if we, and anytime I get into my family situation, I'm like, I got four kids and people are like, Oh my God. Wow. But, uh, but yeah, man, you got me beat. You got six. So you've got a lot of mouths to feed there. Um, for sure. Brother, so we, we should have got different hobbies, man. We maybe should have gotten a TV earlier in our marriage. You know, <laughs> like, you know, for me, like I always tell people this, like I, I, I only do two things. I work and I spend time with my family and I, and I go to the gym. So I, I do three things, but the, the gym is, you know, whatever, that's like an hour a day and I don't even go every single day. So, you know, to me, that's what it's, what it's all about. I don't have a lot of other things going on in my life. So I'm, I'm passionate about business and passionate about my family. 
And, um, so for me, that's, that's always what I wanted, but, um, you know, starting, you know, back to you. So, you know, you, so did you get into investing first and then become an agent an agent first and then become an investor? How did that work? Yeah. Investing first. So flipping houses in 03 and then, um, in 08, because I was in ministry, didn't make much money. I, I really, and I didn't have really a retirement idea. I decided I was going to buy my first rental property and that was going to be my retirement fund. You know, I was, I was yep. just going to retire and buy probably my thought was I'd buy a couple of retirement properties and have them paid off by the time it was done. Just because, I mean, we know social security is not going to be around. That's not going to be a plan. Right. And so, yep. um, so I did that and then was flipping short sales um, in, yeah, I think it was like 2011, 2012 was when I kind of really got back into the flipping game and it was all short sales. And the crazy thing is I just got an agent that I was giving a piece of the commission to, to just write up the contracts on all the short sales I was finding. And then, you know, I was like, I need to get licensed. So I ended up getting licensed, but then didn't really do, I literally got licensed just to get commission on the short sales because yep. if you're flipping a deal, you don't need without a short sale, you know, you don't need a license. You can just lower the, lower the price. But if you're flipping a deal with the, well, on a short sale, the bank's going to pay the commission anyway to somebody, or they're just going to wipe it out. So uh, you know, I was just like, man, might as well be me. Yeah. I and mean, it's one of those things. I, I'm such a big component of the investing in agent, obviously the name of the podcast, the agent investor, but I'm such a big proponent of like merging the two together. And, you know, you kind of came in at it with investor first, then agent. And I think one of the things that, you know, people, especially that are agents and going the other way, you've been an agent and you want to start getting into investing. They're worried that, you know, their income's going to go down or they're going to take their eye off the ball. But it sounds like to me, like with you blending the two together, I mean, you're doing crazy numbers. So besides just like, you know, earning the commission on the short sale, which is obviously a no brainer in, in a short sale environment. And who knows, maybe we'll be back there sometime soon. Um, how have you found the investing works with your agent side of the business and does it increase your commissions and your business and grow your team and stuff like that? Well, man, I've got like, <laughs> I could talk for like four hours on, on that question right now. I know so, I, I, it, it's a lot. I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. Like dude, I'm, I'm in the process of actually writing a book on it. And the funny thing is I've got like 200 pages and um, I've got an editor doing the editing and I'm saying to the part, we're going back and forth. I'm like, this could be a thousand page book. Like if I want it to be, I'm, I'm cutting it to 200. So, and now you're cutting that into probably like a five minute answer. So good luck. What do you got? Yeah. Well, one of my, one of my really uh, good friends is a publisher. So if you ever want an introduction, I'd be happy to make an introduction if you don't have one already. But uh, um, yeah. So what I would say is this, um, with, with how they combine, uh, Grant Cardone says that the biggest problem with real estate agents is they don't buy their own product. Like that is it. If you are a real estate agent and you're not, you, you know, Gary Keller says that every great deal that hits the market slipped through an agent's hands first, right? 100%. Why would you not buy? Why would you not buy? Like it, it makes no sense. And you may say, I don't have the money to buy it. Well, I was in ministry and I didn't have the money to buy my first flip or my first rental in 2008. So I, I called everybody I knew that had any money whatsoever and said, Hey, would you want to partner with me? Because I think this would be great. And you know, my first partner was my mom, right? She was the one that she's like, yeah, well, 
the numbers make sense here. I'll, I'll do that. And it's, it's been an awesome investment. It's been awesome. I mean, literally we like the value of that house has almost doubled since we bought it. And it's, it was on a 15 year note. It'll be paid off. I'm going to have almost a $600,000 house paid off in like a couple of years. So like, it's, it's unreal how, uh, you know, how that works. Now the, the other piece is this. Um, so one, it's awesome. The other piece is this, um, with our business, like my retail business, it grew, it's grown in big chunks, except right there in the middle, I think it was year three, year, year two or three, whatever it was, something like that. Um, we went from 40 million to like 43 million that year. It was the smallest growth ever. And it was like, everybody was just scrapping and clawing and scraping for that next deal. And I remember, excuse me, I remember hearing from somebody who said this, they're like, at some point, you tap out with what you can do. And as the leader of the team and as the rainmaker, you've got to stop searching for where you can get that next deal and start looking for where you can get the next five, the next 10, the next 50, stuff like that. And that's when I started going really big with investors and saying, okay, every investor I work with here, one, if we find a distressed sale, I, if I don't buy it, I can double in that sale and then I can relist it. That's three transactions for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And so turning those, it turn, instead of doing one, you get three. So if you get five investors that you are going to do, um, let's say they'll all do three deals a year, that's 15 deals times three. That's 45 deals you just added to your books. Like, boom, that right there, it, that's a big enough business to support almost 90% of the agents worldwide, not, you know, not even, you know, I mean, and, and then you just grow it from there. So that's the piece there. The other piece, and I actually started, I'm actually launching a, uh, a coaching product, like a course on this. The other piece is real estate investors around us. I mean, I'm telling you, they invest, they are willing to invest in marketing. Like we aren't They're, you know, chutzpah is, is crazy with what they'll spend towards marketing. And usually if they can't flip or wholesale a deal, they throw the retail leads away. And so I actually created a course because a big piece of what we're doing, I actually have this one investor that we spent, we, we literally sent 40 to $50,000 a month in referral fees to this investor. Um, it's, it's just an unreal relationship, but here's the problem. Most of those deals, most agents treat them like a listing, like a regular listing. If you go in and treat it like a listing, you're dead. You're, you're, you're dead. Like, I mean, they, they call it an investor for a reason. So you've got to know how to convert them. And that's the, that's the whole point of the class I'm, I'm teaching was, is how to learn how to bridge these worlds that you'd think agents and investors would go very well hand in hand together, but it's like these two separate worlds that don't tend to mix well. They don't play well with each other. And so they should. And that's kind of what we're, we're working towards. Yeah. I mean, it seems like me and you like have so much overlap with even just the mentality and the thought process. I mean, so one of the big mistakes I've made with, with generating leads and trying to convert them is, uh, you know, giving them to agents who do go in there and they walk in with like a traditional listing presentation and you've definitely got to go in there with a different angle, but you hit on so many good things. It's crazy. Now, the first thing I want to dissect just quickly, and you are going to have a house that's going to be worth one investment worth $600,000 paid off within a few years. And I think the, the component of that that's so important for agents to understand 
is like most agents make between 50 and like $60,000 a year. Now you've been doing this for, you know, whatever it is, 15 plus years, right? That one investment alone is going to earn you almost as much as what the traditional average agent earns every year over that 10 or 15 year period. That's one deal, right? That is insane. Like, and that's the power to me of investing is like, you don't need, like a lot of people think you need to be like this big investor. And like the stuff you're talking about, you're doing like big things. The stuff you're doing is super impressive, but you don't need to be a Chris in order to make this work for you. Like you can do some of the stuff he does on a very, very low level and still be very, very successful. So that's the first thing. Second thing that you mentioned about- hey bro, can I, can I jump in and say one other quick thing about that? Yeah. Here's something that's crazy because, you know, a, a lot of people look at investing, um, you know, as far as what the return is with stock market versus real estate market. But here's the thing. One of the best books in the world is called Tax-Free Wealth, which if you have never read that book, it is one of the best books I've ever, ever read in my life. If you're able to- avoid taxes. And I know this is a hot topic right now because Trump, like, you know, the stuff with Trump, but here's the, here's the thing. I don't want to get political at all. I don't want to, but here's the thing. If you're able to, the government, it's not about being aggressive or not aggressive in your taxes. What it is is saying the government incentivizes certain behavior. And one of them is creating housing for people. So, so they'll give you incentive for that. Well, here's the crazy thing. When that house gets paid off for 600,000, I'm going to be I'm going to probably re-leverage it at 50% loan to value. I'm going to take out $300,000 and the crazy thing is when I refinance that $300,000 that I take out, that is 100% tax-free money. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I take that out. I have that money there, it's tax-free. So when you start looking at your investments and you realize that you can bring in a lot of money tax-free, um, then your investments don't have to be that super sexy or super amazing because instead of paying 37% on that or whatever, 25%, whatever your tax bracket is, you're you're literally getting an increase of 25 cents on the dollar, 37 cents on the dollar, every dollar you make because you're not paying it to Uncle Sam, you're keeping that money. Yep, huge, uh, again, you know, so many gems within what you just said. I think one of the things I want to highlight there is just that you don't need to be that good of an investor to become a millionaire. And what, and it's like a, a, a cra- it's like a crazy thing. And the, the thing that's kind of like tough about it, I think is like, when we talk about like agents and how much they can make on commissions and stuff like that, like you've got to be like in the top 5% to be earning six figures. And like, when you look at a brokerage, like I've got, you know, 350 agents and I look at my brokerage and I say like the top tier makes really, really good money. And a lot of people are below that tier, right? Um, You don't need to be in the top tier as an investor to do really, really well. You just have to be like in the game. And one of the things that, you know, to be in the game, you just have to take action. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. One of the things about taking action that you mentioned that it's a huge like, hey, like I can't do this because I don't have money. And you talked about the fact that you partnered with your mom 
And I think a lot of us, and I want to talk a little bit more about raising capital with you, but I think a lot of people don't realize how much access to capital they really have. And I know, you know, probably when you started, you were probably never thinking like, hey, like my mom's going to be my first partner. Um, But we all know somebody who's got a little bit of capital and you don't need to fund a deal 100% in order to do your first deal. There's a lot of different ways to fund deals. But for you specifically, like over the course of your investing career, like how else have you funded deals? And, And what advice would you give to like an agent who's like, hey, I'm broke, like, I've got, you know, $3,000 in the bank. How the heck am I going to ever do one of these deals? Oh, boy. Well, so I'm in a mastermind with a number of other investors. And um, just on an amazing, amazing call, um, dealing with like subject to properties, right? So subject to means, you know, essentially uh, the seller leaves the their financing in place. It puts it in a land trust. Um, it sounds so complicated and it, it is a little bit complicated, but if you read about that, um, for any of the listeners, if you start reading about that, you realize that you can buy and assume properties, um, in a legal way, um, that doesn't require a 20% down payment or a 15% down payment. That's one. The second one is this. If you are good at what you do, all you got to do is find deals and the money shows up. Like that is a hundred percent the truth. I'll tell you, anybody listening here, you you probably have plenty of other people, but I've said this on all the podcasts that I've been on and everything else. Listen, if you find a screamer of a deal and you don't have anybody that's willing to to invest in you, look me up, find me, I'll invest with you. But you probably got 5,000 people that you could probably call and say that to. And here's the, here's the thing. So, so Tom, if I were to call you and say, Hey man, I've got this iPhone here. It's, you know, six months old, I bought it for just over a thousand bucks. Do you, you want to buy it for me? You'd probably say, uh, I got my own phone. And I said, what if I sold it to you for a hundred bucks? It's in perfect condition. I mean, would you buy it? A hundred percent. Yep. Because you know, you can literally put it on eBay tomorrow and sell it for 600 bucks or whatever. Like the bottom line is like, there's, there's value in this deal. I can sell this phone for a hundred bucks to just about anybody because there's value in the deal. The same thing's true. If you find a, let's call it a $350,000 house that you can buy for 250 or 200 because the person wants to get out of the house for whatever reason they want to get, get out of the house, you will find the, like it, it, you will just find the deal. Like it, like the money will show up. The people will show up. The investors will show up and you'll be able to build your business on it. And, and frankly, you can buy it, let other people finance it. And you work your, I mean, I've got a deal right now. Um, it's in DC where it's, it's a massive, massive condo conversion. And I put together a very complicated deal on it. And I kept 20% equity for myself, just for putting the deal together because it was complicated. I brought a bunch of people together to, to do the deal. They're all going to make like a quarter million bucks. They're going to crush it, but I'm going to keep 20% of it because I put the deal together. Yeah. And so it's interesting because anytime I think that anybody thinks like, Hey, I don't have any money. I can't do a deal, whatever. And then they just hear like, you just went crazy for like two minutes on all these different ways that you could find and find fund finance deals. And some of them are like, technical and you said they're complicating and stuff like that. And I think one of the key points, again, to kind of hit on that I, that I always talk about is like, the more you learn, the more you earn. So like when people think about getting into investing, 
there's always that excitement, right? Like you read the rich dad, poor dad, or you read, you go to a three day seminar, you do all this stuff and you're like, Hey, I want to invest. And then like, for me, at least, yeah, I felt like, Hey, I've got to take action in some way. Sometimes the action that you need to take is just to get educated. And like, you might be listening to this podcast right now and, you know, Chris just rattled off like three really great ways, actually four great ways to raise capital. And you might not do all four of them at once. And there might be one that you didn't understand. And of course, Chris isn't going to take the time, you know, to go through one of his deals with us right now for three hours to say like how we put it together, but get educated on this stuff. The more that you understand how to do these things. And, you know, Chris said another thing that I think is so important. That's like the iPhone, you know, analogy, but like who better to understand whether or not you have a deal than an agent. Like you guys know in your local market, like if you've ever said to yourself, like, Hey, like that's an awesome deal. Like, you know, it's a deal. Like, don't let that deal go to somebody else, especially when you know you have it. And there's a million people that you can reach out to. And like Chris said, like worst case scenario, just Google him, find him and he'll probably work with you. But, but like he mentioned, you know, there really truly are a million people. I mean, there is so much investor demand in every single market. I don't care what market you're in. You're in, you know, a huge metro area. I'm in a huge metro area, Boston, but it doesn't matter. There's always investors that want to do those deals. And more than anything else, like most investors, like true investors, a lot of times don't know how to find them. And we, as agents, we sometimes bump into these deals without even trying, you know, and then we say, Oh, it's an awesome deal. Well, I don't have the money. So let me put it on the MLS or let me tell an investor that I know how to, about the deal. Well, why not partner with that investor? And I think like, you know, the book that I'm writing, that'll be out soon. It's all about like getting educated so that when you see these, like you see these things come, come across your plate, you kind of have the tools that you need in, in order to do it. Um, the other thing that you've, you've mentioned and alluded to um, is getting deals. So I know that that another like big like obstacle that sometimes people say is like, hey, there are no deals in my market. It's hard to get a deal. How, what are some examples of of the ways that you're getting deals in a market that's super hot right now? Well, I'd say a couple. There's there's a handful of things. One is um, goes back to the the class I'm teaching. You know, you find the investors that are doing business. They're already paying all this money. They've got massive, massive, massive amounts of deals that are available to you. Um, if you if you just go and, and work to partner with investors, and that's that's a huge, huge source of business because like they want to find buyers. And guess what? We have an abundance if we're real estate agents. We've got buyers. You know, yep. if you don't have buyers, like I mean, literally just a little bit, just put you know, put a little bit, I mean, I'm going to give you a little tool right now that will increase your buyer list, like in a massive way, go to Facebook and just say, you know, find any sort of deal from any investor and just say, Hey, I've got a deal in Fairfax County way under market. Who do you know that might be looking for a deal? And I promise you, you've just added to your buyer list, at least 10 people promise you like, like people, everybody starts putting that out there for my team. Every time we get a screamer deal, I say, 
uh, you know, that we're, that we're not going to buy or somebody on the team's not going to buy. I say, put it on Facebook. I tell everybody in our team group, me put it on Facebook. Everybody puts it out there. And literally they're picking up not only clients for the investment side, but they're also their friends that have friends that are buying houses will tag their friends. And all of a sudden you've got massive amounts of leads. It's that genius of the end that Jim Collins talks about in good to great. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. And you're putting those where in like just community Facebook pages. No, I, I, well, see, I think, I think the most powerful tool is in your sphere. So I just do a public post on my own wall and then people in my own sphere of influence, oftentimes you'll see they'll tag their friends. They're thinking about buying a house or looking to buy a house, or maybe they're frustrated with some agent because they put 10 offers in on houses and they just fired their agent. And they're like, man, they've got somebody off, you know, off market. And so then that person, I mean, I can't tell you how many people we picked up because they fired their agent because they put 10 offers on houses. And then we find them something off market because we work with these investors that are looking to sell. I mean, I'm telling you, like just finding a way to partner with investors is going to be one of the best tools that you'll ever, ever find. And, and that goes to just how I do my life. You know, on the disc profile, I'm a high D, a high I. I really believe doing stuff together. I believe your network will end up equaling your net worth every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting because like, it's like any one of these things that we talked about so far can dramatically increase an agent's income. Whether it's like that, buying that one house, paying it off 15 years later, whether it's just doing a, you know, a fix and flip here and there, whether it's partnering with investors, whether it's using the off-market deals that you come across to get buyer leads, like all of those are individual strategies that could literally, each one of those strategies can make you an extra six figures a year. And I'm not saying that, and you know, Chris, I'm not even exaggerating with that. Like literally just one of those strategies, promoting the off-market deals that you have on your Facebook group and Facebook pages, you could get enough leads to do five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 deals a year. And that's just one simple strategy. And that's where like the marriage of this all comes in. And how many people do you have on your team? Uh, so in the DMV area, we're at, I believe it's 14 agents and down in uh, Richmond, I believe we've got eight agents. And so you've got 20 agents, which for most teams across the country, that's big. Like most teams, like I, and I saw you're at Keller Williams, he's a big component of teams. My brokerage, which is an independent, we're huge proponents of teams. Like if you've got a team with like five people, you're like, whoa, that's a big team. Like they do a hundred deals a year, whatever they do, you've got 20 people. How much of that is related directly to like the fact that you're an investor and you do these investment deals as well? Well, here's the deal. I mean, I look at it. So we're going to do, you know, about, about, like, I think I said about 600 on and off market deals this year. That's and awesome. It's, it's, it's awesome. Like the, the amount of deals per agent has gone through the roof. And the crazy thing is this, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge reader. I mean, I, well, more of a listener. I, I listen to about a book a week through audible. So, um, so I'm always growing. I love like, uh, uh, uh Maxwell books where he, he talks about being a leader and, and you have to be a better leader. Um, other every time you don't become a better leader, other people are gonna ca- like just pass you and not want to be in your world anymore. And so, as long as you're leveling up and making sure the world of the people that are in your world is bigger and bigger and bigger, um, where they're not gonna hit a glass ceiling because yep. of the fact that you haven't grown anymore, 
You know, it's, it, it, it just is huge. So the great thing here is, I mean, I literally was at a closing today of uh, one of the girls on our team who's in her 20s who's making a fortune and she just bought her first house, right? Uh, last week, I there was a guy on our team who needed, you know, before he became a real estate agent, he had been doing some stuff and he needed a, uh, a loan to get rid of some tax stuff. But he, I mean, he's making a fortune right now. And so he's able to pay it all off right away. And I was able to help him creatively figure out a way to buy an off-market property that he had a massive, massive commission that he put in that he used as his down payment and to pay back the loan that I, I gave. So bottom line is I'm helping agents on our team build wealth, which one builds loyalty because they know that I care about them and that I care about who they are. It's not just a paycheck. It's It's about them winning. But also, you know, Zig Ziglar, you can have everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And so if I look at the agents on our team and know that I'm going to help them build generational wealth through being in the world I live in, they're going to want to stay with me because I'm helping them win and they're helping me win. Yeah. And you've, so again, another thing I want to point out, I love, you know, talking to successful people because, you know, success leaves clues and Chris has referenced like 50 books and, you know, he mentioned that he's got the audible. And one of the things that I think is like so important outside of just learning is like, how do you cram in the learning to your busy day? And I love the fact that you said, read, and then you stop yourself and like, listen, because I'm sure that you're, you're busy as anybody else. You know, somebody who's running a team doing 700 deals can't have a lot of time on their hands, but you've got to be, I'm assuming, I'm going to make the, the big assumption here. You're probably listening to audible, like in the car, like, passively, right? Like I'm, I, I doubt you're just kind of like sitting at home, like, Hey, I've got nothing else better to do than to like throw in an audible. Maybe you'd like to do that, but you're probably like running around listening and all that good stuff. Right. Well, yeah. And what you're saying fits in so well, like Jim Collins, good to great, right? He, he talks about the genius of the end. It's not multitasking, but the end. And actually for me, probably the biggest leveling up that I had in my whole life was when I started a morning routine that was just every day, it was the same thing. And so every morning, part of my morning routine is that I work out. And while I'm working out and I'm always listening to podcasts, listening yep. to conferences, listening to books, like it's the the genius of the and um, while doing that. Yeah. In the car, um, listening to, to other stuff, taking in knowledge because your life grows to the extent you grow. Yep. So I, I love all that. And I think like, you know, again, to get back to like another reason why I think a lot of agents don't get involved in investing is like they read the one book or they listen to the one audible or they go to like the one three-day seminar, they watch the one, you know, thing. And it's not about, you know, you, you want to make continuous progress every day, right? You don't have to make all the progress in one day. You've got to get a little bit better every single day. And so like, I think one of the things that stops a lot of people is that they go to this three-day seminar and they think like, oh, I've got to make this big, dramatic, like one second thing. Like I've got to do this deal like in a week or something like that. And it's not about that. It's about just getting educated. And the more educated you get, the more confident you're going to be. Now I'm not excusing like not taking action because you certainly have to take action as well. But like, it's not about going to like one three-day seminar, getting exciting and then doing something crazy. It's about getting, realizing that, hey, like, adding investing to my real estate business is going to dramatically increase my wealth. And I need that because guess what? I don't have social security and guess what? I don't have a pension because I'm an agent and guess what? 
when I quit being an agent, all of my sales income is going to go away on day one, unless you build a massive team like Chris and, you know, you can support yourself at that level. But for most, for most people, that's not the case. So you've got to get those, that passive income, you've got to buy some rental properties. You've got to get other income coming in. Um, so you, you hit on so much, but now what would you say, like, if you had an agent sitting in front of you that, you know, was doing pretty well, you know, they were, they were selling, you know, five to 30 houses a year, they're making a living, they're kind of happy. And they're thinking about getting in, involved in investing. Like what advice would you give them? What would you say to that person if they're like, Hey, Chris, like, should I do this? Yeah, I'd say this perfect inaction is, uh, um, much, much worse than perfect action. So let's do it. Just, just do it, you know, and don't sit around and think, Oh, what if I invest in the wrong thing? What if we're at the top of the market? What if, what if, what if, what if, you know, just, just go and do it, you know, make, make the investment. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're never going to see a grandfather. You find any grandfather that ever drives around and says, man, I am so glad I sold that house 40 years ago. It's worth less than it. It was when I sold it for that doesn't happen. Yep. Just buy it and hold on to it and, uh, and get it done. And then, I mean, we can get like, there's so you can get really nerdy when you start getting into the tax advantages of, uh, of a professional real estate agent and, and everything else uh, on that. But I would just say to start, just decide you're going to do it and, and then go out and do it. You know, you make that decision that I'm going to buy something before the end of the year. I've got, I've got four months. I'm going to find something in the next four months. I don't care what it is. I'm going to do it. And, and you just make that commitment, burn the ships and, and tell everybody you're buying something so that you look like an idiot if you don't. And, yep. uh, you know, and then just go buy something. Yeah. I think like the perfect inaction thing is a, is a good thing because you're going to make mistakes. Like it's like, if you're, if you're an Asian right now and a new agent, they're thinking about a career in real estate and they're like, Oh, I don't know if I should get in. Cause like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do everything perfect. It's the same thing with investing. Like you, you're going to make some mistakes, but the good thing about investing to me is like, it's so favored. And you mentioned tax advantages and you mentioned all this other stuff, like mistakes, like making mistakes, you invest in the wrong property and you hold it for 40 years. You're still going to look like a genius 40 years later. Even if it was the wrong house, the wrong price, the wrong location, the wrong everything, you're still going to look great. So you're going you're gonna to make some mistakes. I think the more educated you get, you know, you're going to make a little bit less of them. But I mean, I don't know about you, Chris. I make mistakes every single day. Like I've got a huge rental property portfolio. I do a ton of investing. Like I've been doing this for 15 years. I still make mistakes every single day. Right. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and that's it. But I mean, one of the, one of the core values we have for our Redux group, uh, you know, you know, just on our wall, just core values is, is that we're quick learners, right? Um, you know, when you make the mistake, it's going to cost you money. It's going to cost you time. It's going to be a pain, but here's the deal. Be a quick learner. Don't pay the stupid tax and learn the same lesson over and over again. Yeah. The lesson and then progress forward. I mean, that's, that's just it. You know, I love it. So, um, I want to thank you for, for coming on today. And I know you said you've got, um, some, some training, some coaching that you do. If one of our listeners wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do it? Yeah. So, um, you know, my website, just chrisgraddick.com is, is an easy way. Um, 
Uncommon Real Estate, the Facebook group. Um, that's just also another way. I mean, you post anything, any questions, anything in there. I, I'll answer any questions anybody ever posts on the wall. Um, and, you know, you can also uh, jump on Instagram at Cradrock, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K. Um, you know, DM me there. That's fine, too. Um, but yeah, no, any of those those ways, you know, I'll tell you one of the things I didn't say um, earlier, and I'll just say briefly is this. Um, one of the main reasons why I think I grew as fast as I grew was because I was relentless about seeking out people that were further, like a couple steps ahead of me. Yep. And it was amazing because I would call these people that were top in the nation at what they were doing. And they took my call and yep. they talked to me for a few minutes. And then they talked to me more. Now I will say this, like I, I, what they always said to me is like, I'll talk to you. I'll give you advice. But if, uh, if I give you advice and you call me back and you didn't do anything I told you to do, like, I just, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you know, and it was like that kind of thing, but they were all, all like that. And I, I'm always about returning the favor and, uh, you know, being available, um, to people that want to learn and that are hungry and, and really, you know, want to do it. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause you say that, like, and it's like, you're shocked that somebody would take your call at that level. But then like, once you start to kind of get there yourself, you're like, you know what, like what's more exciting than like somebody who's just getting into it. That's passionate about it. Because it's like, like, you know, you can tell in your enthusiasm right now, like you love talking about this stuff. And I'm sure like not everybody in your world does love talking about this stuff. So you get somebody and you're like, man, I was there 10, 15 years ago. Like if I knew this, this, and this, imagine like what I, I could have done and all that. So it's, it's always fun stuff. Um, I definitely appreciate you coming on. You definitely overcame. Like if anybody says like, I can't do it because I've got X amount of kids, like you, you crush that objection. So, uh, thank you for coming on Chris. And, um, again, you know, just featuring another case study of a successful agent investor. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you on Thanks the next, for listening um, to agent investor. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.